Welcome to Midnight Slumber. I am your host, Zach Miller. Join me as we take a journey through the alternate realities that take place after midnight. This week, our story is about a man who finds himself confronting a creepy home buyer. However, this is more than just a strange person. Enjoy the story, Skeletal Purchase. Clouds fly by me at a tremendous rate of speed as I fall towards the earth. My jet explodes high above me as it collides with the giant skeletal hand. Even the explosion is tiny compared to the thumb that is barreling towards me. The sound from the explosion finally catches up to me. The rumble shakes me even as I fall. Off to my right, another jet comes screaming in, firing its machine guns with no relent. The bullets barely chip away at its collarbone. Over the radio, my partner tells me we will need something more substantial than we have if we are going to take her down. I roll over to look up at the creature and see long gray hairs extending from her head. The bones are a bright white and too thick for any bullets that we have. My partner's jet comes screaming around from behind her head and rockets towards me. They fire two missiles in my direction. One slams into the hand of this creature, giving me enough time to roll back over and change direction, slipping between her fingers as I fall. The other missile slowly pulls up beside me, and I grab hold of it. I take one of the fins and push it down, causing the missile to change direction with me on it and go upward. I am too far to aim for the head, so I see an opening in the ribcage and aim for the spine. A humming sound echoes inside her giant rib cage as she breathes. It's massive in here. Multiple football stadiums could fit inside and still not fill the space between the front of her rib cage and the back. I radio my team to let them know I am inside, heading for the spine. They tell me to get out of there, that a nuke is on its way. I make one last adjustment and jump from the missile. A flash of blue shimmers high above me. I radio back and tell them to send the bomb towards her heart, which is made of a blue crystal. If we can shatter it, I believe we can stop her. My team thanks me and tells me they are rerouting as we speak, but I must hurry, otherwise I won't make it out. I pull all my limbs together into a point and rocket towards the earth. I exit her ribcage and see a slight shimmer off in the distance. It's the rocket coming towards me. In a matter of seconds, the missile screams by, dodging the ribs, and turns up, heading towards the heart. There is a brief flash and a moment of absolute silence. I see fire and smoke begin to pour out of her ribcage, followed by a shockwave that brings back a bombardment of sounds. Giant pieces of her heart come tumbling down out of the smoke, followed by a mist of blue glitter. One of the enormous pieces flies by me at a high rate of speed. I watch it as it passes through the clouds, knocking a hole in it and revealing the ground below. It impacts hard, shattering itself into a countless number of smaller pieces. My team is too far away to catch me, but I see a purple vending machine falling just below me. 
I adjust myself and head towards it. Grabbing onto the vending machine, my descent slows, and I can take a look at what's inside. There are multiple buttons, but they all show a parachute symbol. I hold tight and press one. A parachute opens, slowing us down drastically. As I come to a slow stop on the ground, I watch the giant skeleton slowly fall back towards the earth. She is so massive in size, I can't see all of her. But as she falls, the impact shakes the planet. I let go of the vending machine and plant my feet firmly on the ground. As I remove my helmet, I realize I am in front of my house. Stepping through the front door, I find my father-in-law working away and putting up some paneling around the doors and windows. He pops off one of the panels next to the kitchen window and walks outside through the garage. I follow him to see what he has set up in there, and there are tons of panels painted a lovely blue and white pattern. He tells me he will have all this up soon. Before I can say anything, my wife is in the front yard waving at me to join her. I tell her dad everything looks great and that I will help him in just a minute. I step out from the cool, shaded garage into the warm, shining light of the sun. The grass out front is an excellent, healthy green, and there are no signs of impact from the falling debris anywhere. The yard is as wide as it is deep, spanning at least a football field in length. My wife stands about halfway down the driveway, and I can tell she wants to go on a walk. Heading to the dirt road at the end of the driveway, we follow it to the end of our property line. The dirt road takes a steep dive down, dropping 50 feet at an almost 90 degree angle. We watch as a lady on a bike comes pedaling towards the hill below us. We sit down at a swing next to the drop-off and watch her make the ascent. As she slowly pedals her way up, my wife tells me that she loved our wedding. I am happy, but also feel like a fool at the same time because I can't remember any of it. I ask her what it was like, and she just smiles, kisses me, and walks away. With that, I know she knows I can't remember, but she's being nice enough to forgive me. I get up to follow her when the lady pedaling the bike comes up over the hill. Something feels off about her. Maybe it's just how she is greeting me with the biggest fake smile I have ever seen. But I think there is more to it than that. She begins asking me a bunch of questions about the houses in the neighborhood, specifically the one across the street from us. It's a lovely house, big yard, white picket fence, and multiple stories. She asks me if it's for sale. I tell her I have no clue, that I don't even know who lives there. She slowly makes her way towards the front gate of the house, and something gives me the creeps about her. Something in her eyes tells me she is looking to create trouble. My father-in-law steps out from the garage and asks if he can help her. She asks him if he knows who lives in that house across the street. With a booming voice, he says he does, which surprises me, but I say nothing. The look on her face changes from one of a tormented happiness to radiant fury. She immediately turns her bike around and begins to pedal away. It's at that moment I notice the flicker in her eyes. She is the embodiment of the skeleton that we destroyed. I look at my father-in-law as the lady goes out of sight. He nods, telling me he bought the house just this morning. 
that he saw the battle going on and found something in that house that she would have wanted. He hands me the key and tells me to go check it out for myself. As he heads back towards the garage, I start to head towards his new home, but my wife calls my name. I turn to see her standing in the doorway and waving for me to come to her. I hesitate, wondering how essential this item may be. Since the skeletal woman is gone, I figure I have time to see whatever my wife wants to show me. I just hope she doesn't know how to pick locks. Thank you for listening to tonight's episode. Please leave a comment and check out our social media on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We would love to hear your thoughts on tonight's episode. I'm your host, Zach Miller, and thanks for listening. Have a good midnight slumber.